Amen. We have one father. Yes. yes, that's right. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My father and mother ministered while they were alive here on this earth. All around the world. Didn't have much money. Didn't have much possessions. No lands. But they had a great big family. Yes, they didn't have a mansion here. But they were looking for one over there. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll say this. That... Uh, they could have gone just about anywhere in the world at just about any time and they would have had a bed to sleep in. Yeah. Amen. Because they also had a great family. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. Amen. There is no family like the family of God. Yes, right. That's right. Amen. That's right. We are not strangers here. That's Amen. right. Praise God. Amen. That's right. You have never seen me before. I've never seen you before, but you're still my family. And God knows each and every one of us here today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? I believe that Jesus wants to talk to us. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Brother, Pastor Camarena, I'm going to ask you to pray before I get into the Word right now. Would you please? Lord, we ask you to have your way here this morning. I ask you, Lord, to anoint Brother Young, Lord, we pray, God, that the Holy Ghost would fall in this place, God. Touch every heart, every mind, every life, every family, every soul, Lord. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost rest upon your servant, God. Lord, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost rest upon every heart, every mind, to be receptive to your word today. God will not fail to give you glory and honor today. In the precious, mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles with you, you might like to turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight yeah. and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, yes. looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him 
endured the cross, despising the shame, and to sit down at the right hand of the throne of God. For I consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. My subject today, let us consider Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. I was teaching a Bible study some time ago in my living room, and there was a couple who came in that I had never met before. And I taught the Bible study. I don't remember exactly what it was. But the man came up to me after everything was dismissed, and he said, most churches I have gone to hardly mention Jesus. But that's just about all you've talked about today. Amen. I'm a Jesus preacher. Amen. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Anybody here love Jesus? Yeah. Consider him today. Amen. In the first verse of this chapter, it says that we're compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Preceding verses in chapter 11, the chapter that is considered the chapter of faith of heroes. And we find there several mentioned. Those heroes of faith had an exceptional experience with God Almighty. They saw many victories won by and through their faith. And we get excited about what God did for them in their lives. And we preach about Gideon. We preach about Moses, Joseph, and all, and Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How that they saw the miraculous happen in their lives because of their faith in God. And I want to assure us here today, we can keep the faith. We can keep on having faith. Now, when the Bible talks about keeping the faith, contending for the faith, it's talking about that truth that has been delivered to us. Yeah. And so we keep that truth yeah. by the truth and we sell it not. Right. We keep it and hold on to it. We yeah. love the truth. Right. Yeah. And so these heroes of faith that saw mighty works of God in their lives kept the faith. And they had faith. Amen. Yeah. Amen. They had confidence in God. They believed God with all of their heart, soul, and mind. 
You remember when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow? They were given an opportunity to bow. But they said to the king, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. For we know that the God that we serve is able to deliver us out of your hand, O king. Right. But if he doesn't, but if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow to your image. Amen. Amen. We have to take a stand for what is right. That's right. Amen. That's right. Regardless of the consequences. Amen. These consequences that we face in this life are only temporal. It's only for a short time. Amen. Amen. So we take a stand for what is right. You know the story, don't you? Cast him in that furnace. <laughs> He thought about this up seven times harder than normal. I'll show these old Jews what they're talking about and what I'm talking about. Threw them in there and then all of a sudden he said, hey, hey, wait a minute. Did we cast three men in there? But I see four. And the fourth is like unto the Son of the gods. Yeah. You walk in there. Hey, Shadrach, Mr. Archibald, come on out of there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, no, I know the God. You're excited. He's able to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. our God is yeah. able to deliver. These all, having obtained a good report, through faith received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Now I want to back up just a little bit more. It says, women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured. And others were tortured. And others were tortured. And then the next phrase says, not accepting deliverance. Not accepting deliverance. I want you to think about that for a moment. Jesus, yes. Why did they not accept deliverance? That they might obtain a better resurrection. Yes. If in this life only we have hope. Right. We are, we are of all men most miserable. That's right. That's right. You see, faith is not just knowing and believing with all your heart that God is able to deliver, but faith goes beyond that. Faith says, 
that for this cause I am willing to give my life. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Because I know that there's a better resurrection. Now that was just a, kind of a side note. I'm going to turn over to the book of Isaiah. Anybody ever read the book of Isaiah? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Do, you, do you like it? Amen. Yes. You know, I like all the Word of God. It's good. It's powerful. Yes. It's short. Yes. 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 Amen. Yes. Praise God. All right. Now, we're considering Jesus today. That's right. There's a lot of things in life that we consider, don't we? Right. Yeah. yeah. Pastor, when you went to the uh, store, did you consider other suits when you bought this one? Yes, sir. You turned them aside, didn't you? Yes, sir. You bought this one, didn't you? Yes, sir. There are things that we consider every day. Did you consider whether you're going to get up this morning or not? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we consider things, don't we? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Sometimes we make considerations for the wrong things. Consequently, we suffer the consequences. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Alright. I want us to consider what Isaiah had to say about Jesus. In chapter 50 and verse 6 it says, I gave my back to the spiders my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Now let's consider that for a moment. I gave my back. Prophesying about Jesus. It was as if he had already done it. Yeah. I'm going to just skip over to chapter 52, verse 13. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astounded at thee, his Visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations, the king shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. 
Notice verse 14, it says, and then as many were astounded at the, his visage was so marred, more than any man. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with that after a little while. And then, chapter 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. And with his stripes we are healed. Now this was Isaiah many, many years before the birth at Bethlehem. Prophesying of what was to come, but prophesying as if it had already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Now, I'm going to just turn over to 1 Peter. Chapter 2, verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. Isaiah put it in the present tense. The Apostle Peter put it in the past tense. Now, just for your information, our healing has already been bought for, has already been paid for, bought by the stripes. Of Jesus Christ. And it happened. You see Isaiah. Was looking toward Calvary. Yeah. The passion. Of Jesus. Peter was looking back toward it. And we today. Can come boldly. To the throne of grace. Yeah. Boldly. Yes. Raise our hands to him. And we have our healing. Hmm? He sent his word to heal. Now, I want us to think about some things here today. Jesus is here right now. As the word is being preached and taught here this morning, Jesus is flowing through this place. I don't know what your need is, but Jesus does. You may be heart sick. You may be broken heart, hearted, and feel that there's no one who loves you. You may feel that everybody has forsaken you. But you see, Jesus said, I'll never, never leave you. 
I will never forsake you. I'll go with you all the way to the end of the world. Jesus, considering Jesus. When I think about what really happened to him, and I cannot, for the life of me, imagine all that he went through. John tells us in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. The Word was made flesh. The Word was God. You see, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, everything was wonderful, great, fine, in paradise. God had told them of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat, but the one in the midst of the garden thou mayest not eat. For in the day that you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Eve was beguiled, deceived. She ate, she gave to her husband, ate. And they endeavored to hide themselves. The Bible says that the voice of the Lord God came walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Yeah. I don't understand that. You know why I don't understand that? I don't understand God. Do you understand God? He said, my ways are above your ways. The past finding out. But the Bible says, and the Bible also says that every man be a liar, but God be true. Right. So I'm going to believe God regardless of what anybody else says. Right. Huh? Amen. Right. How about you? Amen. The voice of the Lord God came walking in the garden, the cool of the day. And he began to look. You see, they had had sweet communion, one with the other. But this time, Adam and Eve had sinned. They had transgressed the word of God. And so, they had never tied themselves. But their voice found them. God in his omnipotent power saw that man was going to need a Savior. And he provided that Savior, that plan, before the foundation of the world. We find that in Revelation, don't we? Yeah. That Jesus Christ was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And so, Jesus is born in Bethlehem. That in itself is something to consider. 
We call him the king of kings, don't we? I thought I saw that on the screen earlier today. Did I see that? He's king of kings. He's Lord of lords. Is he? Yes. Oh, yes. All right. He's king of kings. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. But he was born, not in a palace. He was born in a humble place. Just a little baby in a manger. Wise men came giving gifts. Hey! Sought to kill him. But he survived all. He grew. We find him 12 years old. Mary and Joseph had gone to Jerusalem. And they were departing three days gone by. And then they all of a sudden realized Jesus is not with us. So one day starting out of Jerusalem, they start looking for Jesus. You know how long it takes them to find him? Three days. You know where they found him? In the temple. Talking to those stiff-necked, hard-hearted, religious rulers. Then founding them with his questions. And Mary said, Why have you brought this on us? He said, did you not know I must be about my father's business? And so Jesus grows. Now, John said that if everything would have been written about what Jesus said or did, I suppose that the world would not contain the books. Now, Jesus did and said a lot of things we don't know about. But the things that we do have record of, there's a lot there. Yeah. Are you considering Jesus right now? The God of heaven? The creator of the heavens and the earth? When he said, let there be light and there was light. When he formed man from the dust of the earth, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul, and he put that man to sleep, and he took from his side a rib, and he made a woman. God Almighty. But here he is. In the form of man. Coming for one reason. We like to dance and shout about him raising Lazarus from the dead and stopping the funeral procession of, of the widow whose son had died and, and giving back to her her son. That's wonderful, that's great. We like to think about the time that he uh, opened the eyes of the blind and he unstopped the deaf ears. He made the light to walk. That's wonderful. Right? Yeah. 
But that was his ministry to those with whom he came in contact at the time. But that was not the real reason he came. The real reason he came was Calvary. Now let's consider that for a moment. This Jesus, who took on himself the form of man, Isaiah talks about him giving his back to the smiters. I cannot imagine the pain that he went through. excruciating Isaiah said that his visage was more than any other you know what I believe I could be wrong pastor and if the pastor says different he's right okay I believe But they didn't just pluck it like that. I think they took it. Yanked it out. He hid not his face from spitting. How many of us would endure someone spitting in our face? We wouldn't take that grandly, would we? But he hid not his face. And all he had to have done if he had wanted to was said the word and they would have he could have dissolved it right then and there but no, no he did not do that. Why? Because he had his face set as a threat toward Calvary. Going to Calvary. As a matter of fact, he told his disciples one time that he must suffer, that he must die. And be said, oh, be this far from me. And Jesus turned on him and said, get behind me, Satan. Thou art an adversary to me. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know the spirit and the mind of God. For this cause came I into the world. took all of the abuse, all of the shame, 
Mockery of a trial. But he stood there and he took it. Yes. You know what he said? No man takes my life from me, but I lay it down. He laid his life down yes. for us. When you consider Jesus, you need to consider these things. The things that he went through for us all. Why? 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 Why did he do that? Because he loved us. Love us when we're unlovable. Now, that's saying a lot, isn't it? Love us when we were not loved. The reason we can love him is because he first loved us. Yes. You go from day to day, you have your problems. To the one who loves you, you can go every day. Every moment of that day. Right. And he's there. Now, I'm going to read from the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. I'm a little bit slow, but y'all just stay with me, okay? Husbands! Amen. <laughs> love your wives. How are we supposed to love our wives? You that have them. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Christ loved the church that he gave himself for it. Let's consider that. And then the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians. Chapter 11, verses 1 and 2 says, Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. Are you bearing with me in my folly this morning? Amen. Huh? Amen. All right. Thank you. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, yeah. that I may present you as a chaste virgin yes. to Christ. Yes. Amen. Then, the Apostle Paul claimed to have espoused the church in Corinth, and I believe that extends to us today. The one husband. A chaste virgin. Yeah. So, we find that the church is the bride of Christ, don't we? Yes. Amen. 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 Now, I'm going to go over to Revelation. You say, well, Brother Young, you're preaching from kiver to kiver. But I'm preaching about Jesus. 
Amen. 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 And John said this, and there came unto me in uh, Revelation chapter 21, verse 9, it says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. Now notice what he saw. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me a beautiful woman, all decked out in jewels. No? Now you, you, really, you really got to follow me closely. He showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. The Apostle Paul said that he had espoused them to one husband. Here, John is seeing New Jerusalem as the bride. And when you read the description of New Jerusalem, I, I tell you, it's unimaginable. Can't imagine all of those things that's described there. So I'm considering Jesus today. In Hebrews, the writer says that we are to consider him. He is the author. He's the finisher of our faith. Yes. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. I consider that today. Why did he endure the cross even though he despised the shame? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy, who for the joy, who for the joy that was set before him endured that cross. There was a joy that was greater than the shame. Now I want you to consider that for a moment. Jesus said to a group of people one time, You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am may be also. Yeah. John saw New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. The angel told him, This is the bride. The Apostle Paul claimed the church is the bride. Now I want you to take something into consideration. Nineteen seventy, 
June 6th. A young lady and a young man were joined in holy matrimony. They left that ceremony to preach in Odessa, Texas. They preached there and soon after preaching there they became pastor in a little place called Andrews, Texas. They pastored there for a while and they pastored different places. Everywhere they went they had a home. Because the groom was not by himself, but he had a bride who was with him. Didn't have a whole lot. Didn't have much money. Didn't have big houses, fancy clothes. But they had one another. They had love. They became one. They cherished one another. They could sit together for long periods of time and not say a word, but they knew what each other were thinking. Because they were one flesh. They loved one another. But May the 28th, 2017, that bride was taken, taken away. Breathed her last breath. And that little house where that bride and groom and lived for nearly a long time and, and had lived together for nearly 47 years. Ceased being a home. It was just a house. Because the bride was gone. I believe that the joy that was set before Jesus was not the walls of Jasper, not the street of gold, that city of gold. It's a pearl. Foundations. Read about the foundations of that city. Precious stones. Why that city? That is described as humongous as four square. When you calculate into our ways of thinking, 1,500 miles. I can't imagine a city of that magnitude. Thick walls. I really don't think that that was 
was just the sea. But I believe that the joy that was set before him was seeing you, 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 and me as his bride going to that city to make it a home. Praise God. Praise God. He so loved us that he took those stripes on his back. He so loved us that he did not hide his face from the spilling and the shame of the yanking out of his beard. He so loved us that he did not stop those that falsely accused him. Because he was looking forward to a time that he would take us all to be with him in that place that is unimaginable as far as this human mind can conceive. You see, he had a joy that was greater than the shame. Hey, hear me today. We need to have a joy just like that because we're going to be with the ones who came down to earth to save us from our sin. He loves you, Pastor. That's why he did. Young man, he loves you. Lady, he loves you. And that's the joy. Ladies, he wants to see you in that bride. He says, Whosoever will may come and drink of the water of life freely. It is his joy, his pleasure to give to us all. Yes. He said, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take rest. You see, whosoever will yes. can be a part. By that wonderful, wonderful time of what he calls us home. Hallelujah. Let's stand at that. Praise God. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you pray? Would you pray? Close your eyes God, and talk to the Lord. Jesus. He considers him right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Consider all that he has done. Consider the shame that he went through. For you and me. Because he loved us so much. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, there is no need of the sound for the Lamb, Mr. 
Let's find a place to pump the Jesus. 